Remind yourself that overconfidence is a slow and insidious killer. about culture your seriously pointless podcast that has goes over everything you could possibly ever want to know about nerding geek culture uh throughout the ages i think we're gonna stick with that one now james uh, i like nerding geek culture throughout the ages that's right we need to do some throwback nerd stuff maybe I mean. maybe get like a t-shirt with like nerding geek culture throughout the ages some columns and like some dice on it maybe i don't know i mean that sounds pretty nice maybe a small liar and uh <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey i'm not a liar you're a liar <laughs> Yes, that's the kind of uh, but episode. I'm not a small one. That's right. I'm a. Mm, that's size jokes already. I like it. So, anyways, I welcome guys to the podcast. I've got James with me again. Um, he is free and 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 loving life as far as I can I'm tell. Officially COVID free. That's right, and he's he's been released from his COVID prison. So we're having him finally back over at the house. So we're gonna have a little bit more crystal clear audio this time. So. Yes, and that's 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 good stuff. But today, guys. Um, we're going to hit it hard with uh, some deep, deep Cthulhu uh, uh, knowledge with you a little bit. You know, maybe not uh, some, maybe it's not some deep Cthulhu knowledge, <laughs> but we're going to go over uh, Darkest Dungeon. It's one of my favorite, uh, my most favorite video games. Most favorite? My favoritist? My most favorite, I think, would be fine. Or okay. One of, one of my favorite. Hey, man, my, like I told you already, my brain is like <laughs> running out like 80% now. <laughs> I had some work stuff earlier, and I'm just I'm exhausted at this point, so mentally. But um, my one of my most favorite games of all time. Uh, it's definitely up there with Isaac with the grotesqueness, um, grotesque uh, art style and things like that. But I, I love it to death. So it tends towards the macabre for sure. Definitely, and that's definitely it's in got my like brain. that like that plague doctory type vibe going mm, on. That's right. But before we get into how much either how much you either love or hate the game, uh, <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit. Well, I know you said you'd, uh, you've been uh, free, and you actually were before we started, you said you've been watching a few things. Uh, what have you been up to? Well, Funimation has finally gotten Demon Slayer in English yes. back onto their streaming service. And so I just started watching that today, and I'm one episode in, and I've got to say... The first episode's a classic, dude. It it, it gets it gets so and much better. Before you subtitle guys out there go crazy, I know. I do watch it in English. It's dubbed. I know. But I mean, to your defense, though, it, it, you kind of have to a little bit because I know your wife has some. It's, re- it's a marital piece thing, yeah. Yeah, my, it, that's, my that's wife can't sense. read the subs that fast, and really the. Honestly, the quality of dubs has gone tremendously up in the last I don't know decade. what you're talking about, James. I love the original Gundam English dubs. <laughs> oh, for goodness <laughs> they're, they're pretty bad. I love them for nostalgia's sake. Yeah, the voice acting quality leaves something to be desired. When their mouth is still moving and it's still like the, the, the sentence has ended already. This is before they could digitally alter the panels so the voices would match Oh, up. my God. But, yeah, talking about Demon Slayer, that is, that is one of the things we're, we're hoping to do in the future. And I know you started watching. I'm about... 
I think I'm done with the first season because I think the first season has only about 20 episodes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Um, 26 or something. It's 24 about to 26. It's actually not standard, a standard standard season. Yeah. N- well, nowadays, yeah, unless you're freaking Naruto, Baruto, or Baruto, or whatever it is. Ugh. Hey, I, I have to be nice. One of my buddies at work, he, he is a huge Naruto and Baruto fan, so. They just have I've got to say, in this instance, I have to say, read the manga, Scrub. Yeah, it's okay. It's <laughs> the it, manga it, is much better for Naruto. Well, they definitely don't put as much filler in it, so that's yeah. that's one of the pluses. But there's some shows that go one way and some shows that go the other. But yeah, I feel like the just watch the action watch the action sequences you like. It's gorgeous. That's it, the it, one. It, that it is, is the gorgeous. one thing I have to say about it. So, but uh, for such a long running anime, the music is actually pretty decent too. That's awesome. So, have you been uh, playing anything or anything else? Or? Nothing really new. I mean, since I've been sick, I like I said last time, I've literally been just been sitting at home queuing up for Alterac Valley. And that's right, you have <laughs> killing time. That's right. You've been you've been farming <laughs> some eel scales, haven't you? Uh, stone scale eels, yes. yes on, that... on Bigglesworth, they hit uh, like eight or nine gold per eel the other day so i bought my epic map this morning you literally have an in-game job james that's what you do okay now that i'm not sick i'm gonna do something interesting again but <laughs> like go for Guns. raids <laughs> maybe i love you to or play a new game yeah maybe so i'm still waiting for subnautica sub-zero to come out it's like Ugh. they're so close to release it, it is very close to release so i will uh I don't want to spoil anything for you, so I was, I actually was oh, kind of like... you buy the beta? I, I might have. Oh, don't, no. Say no more. I don't want to hear it. Actually, you don't want to hear I it? I don't want to hear it, no. Okay. I, I'm going to go in spoiler free. I I so I, I had a, I loaded it up, and I haven't played it yet. I can tell you that. Yeah. I mean, I, I've peeked at the subreddit. I've seen some of the pictures of it, mm-hmm. but I haven't, like, read the storyline or anything yeah. like that. So I haven't... Um, so I, I since I haven't been playing Subnautica, I haven't playing... I've been a little busy, too. I actually was catching up with... Um, Finished. I got HBO Max finally, mm-hmm. and so they put a lot of the DC stuff on there. Um, I so I've heard the DC cartoon series have been pretty good. They're very good. But what I've been really getting into uh, is the CW stuff. So some of the stuff it's either hit or miss. Like they do with like the Flash, Batwoman, yeah. and a couple things. They did one on that Star Girl, and it's actually really really well done. I was actually really surprised. If you get a chance, I think I don't mm-hmm. know if you um, have HBO Max. I don't know if I think I don't think I have HBO Max. No. I think I don't know. I have to let you borrow it and okay. at least it. It's okay, guys. It's okay. It's for show purposes. Okay, <laughs> so he can review things and watch them. So, um, but if you want to ever get bored, they have all the all the all the uh, the DC movies on there too, and they have a lot of other little cartoon ones too. But that's cool. So, but I've wanted to watch the Justice League Dark because I've seen a bunch of clips it's from that really one. Good. And that one in particular looked like it was up my alley. It's definitely more of that uh, John Constantine like mysticism, well, you know, I, supernatural stuff. I love so. it. I love it. I know. So <laughs> I've been I've been doing that. I actually started playing Outer Worlds, which is. I guess okay. it's, it's kind of the spiritual successor to Fallout, the guys that did Fallout New Vegas. So, mm-hmm. same company that did... Um, uh, I've watched some speedruns of the Outer Worlds. It looks pretty cool. It's it's fun. So far, I'm only about three hours into it. I started mm-hmm. to play last night, and I was told myself, David, you need to study a little bit more for your your, mm-hmm. uh, your, your, your interview that you have tomorrow and things like that. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, focus. Focus. Do that first. Reward will be the, the the night after. You can play as much as you want and just like not get out of your chair for eight hours. So, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, I don't really know what else I have on the board other than Outer Worlds right now. Um, I mean, like I said, I've been like kind of like you. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on uh, the new Subnautica to come out a little bit, and it's hopefully it should. It's going to be coming out here pretty soon, isn't it? They haven't given out a release date yet, but it's. 
it's reading the patch notes for the beta that's going on right now. It sounds like it's entering into the final phase. They said the storyline is locked in. They've you know sealed the final stuff behind the you know iron curtain, and <laughs> I think it's into the polishing stage. So hopefully, in the next few months, it'll dude, be I, I can't wait. But so like talking about um, interesting things, we're gonna do a quick little promo, and then we're gonna jump right into the deep dark uh, CD underbelly, which is <laughs> which is darkest dungeon. So. Uh, we're going to be doing another uh, Game Johns promo today for our friends over at Game Johns. Um, they're hopefully in the near future, like I was saying uh, last episode, we're going to try and hopefully get a, a collab going. And we'll, you might hear us on theirs, and they might end up coming over and, and uh, shooting the bull with us a little bit later. So um, let's get right into it. So uh, join Riley and her crew as they delve into everything games, from upcoming titles and nostalgic classics to game development and intriguing interviews Learn and laugh alongside this ragtag team of indie devs. Whether you want to philosophize about the definition of a game, discuss the, discuss the hype behind virtual reality, or discover games you've never heard of, Game Jaws is, Johns is the crew for you. For more things Game Johns, check out allmylinks.com slash Game Johns and check out their Twitter at Game Johns for all news and announcements. That's at J, or sorry, at G-A-M-E-J-A-W-N-S on Twitter. All right, so let's hop into the the the, the darkest dungeon, uh, melon, uh, melancholy? I don't know if it would be melancholy. Sorry, one of you heroes has become depressed. He's going to need three weeks of therapy. That's right, I'm going to... It'll cost you 100 gold. That's right. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to try and get some sort of uh, alleviation for this. What's that? I'm not allowed in the gambling house anymore because I have a problem and I steal. You can't. You can't go to the go to the brothel because you like to cut the hookers. What? This game has issues. <laughs> it really, truly does. It's just like, hmm. It's like, oh my god. So let's do a little bit of back hook backstory on it. Um, so this was actually a, a role-playing game that was developed by Red Hook Studios and published by Merge. Uh, the, the two uh, primary guys that uh, set this about were Chris, and I'm going to butcher his last name, Boreasa, and Tyler Sigmund. Um, they were working at Backbone Entertainment. They left 2013 to go out and try to uh, push this out, and they, they founded Red Hook Studios, which... Do you think they finally grew a spine? We're going to leave that long pause in there. What you guys don't know is I'm just glaring at him because he is he, is, he has all this pent-up... Uh, I've, I've been stuck in the house for two weeks now, and the puns have built up. So That's right. You're just you're, you're overflowing with puns. That's right. Oh, my God. You're drowning in puns, and I just... I can't anymore. So, yeah. Between you and my wife, it's... it's yeah. The struggle, is, the struggle is real, man. The struggle is real. So... They they so really big Red Hook Studios, right? Yeah, the big Red Studios. God dang you! You're just you're great at sidetracking me. So they um, so they 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 I'm came. I'm sure people watch our podcast for the sidetracking at this point. I know. I love the side missions are the best. I mean, that's that's A lot what's of all they are really. I mean, yeah, that's where we go to. Speaking of side missions, um, they 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 entered uh, into the the Red Hook Studios to really try to um, create something they wanted to. Uh, to, to build up on so it has that classic uh dungeon crawler uh vibe so i know i played quite a bit of it have how much have you played of it 
honestly, maybe 10 hours, I, I struggled with this game and I actually gave up on it. I, this one did not work for me. It happens, you know. For a lot of reasons, and we'll get to that as we go through. No, absolutely. Mostly just like the random afflictions, like the moment you think you're starting to build a character up, they get sick and they die and you're starting over again. And so I felt like I know. you fail one dungeon one time and then you have to like restart the entire game. And so it's it's more of like, so it has that weird kind of vibe of, I don't know if you've seen any of the... the football manager or any of like the, the the sports manager type games this has that definite feel about it okay of like here's your roster of heroes mm-hmm. you go to like this this uh estate so the background of this is you have the you're you're called from your uh ancestor or your mm-hmm. i never really explain what he is to you he's basically like a distant relative essentially yeah. you get a note from him it's like hey you want a rich mansion in the hills <laughs> The only catch is you have to stay there for three nights. Yeah, really. And you're thinking it's going to be like this big, elaborate, like fancy place and you get there. And it is big and fancy, but it's like moldy and scary. If I recall, the game actually starts before you even like get there. Like you're traveling through the woods to the mansion. Very Dracula almost. Yeah, and like your carriage breaks down and you get attacked by monsters on the way. And that's the tutorial, which kind of sets the tone for everything else that follows after that. Oh, what's that? You want to try to make it all the way to the the estate? No, you're going to walk the rest of the way now after you kill the... These bad guys so but yeah so once you get to that estate you get you kind of get this this hub world which is the estate and you have different locations and things like that you can go through let's start with let's start with the estate and the the aesthetic they have set up for it so it's very like you said it's very like rundown looking yeah. it's like a rundown gothic type estate building and, absolutely yeah and they've got kind of that you know, medieval to Enlightenment age type architecture going on where it's got that... Kind of like that turn of the century from like uh, late 1800s to early 1900s Yeah, almost. like just before maybe the very beginning of the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, thing. even before, yeah, like you said, a little, a little bit before. before that even. So that's kind of how I, I like it. But it's but throughout it, throughout the game, you, you get things... Um, that help you kind of build up the mm-hmm. the, the the whole. You build up the, the estate talent. Yeah, you get like a sanatorium, and you get a brothel, and <laughs> blacksmiths, and an inn, and and, the, and then I think there is a the heroes guild, uh, the stagecoach stop, which lets you get better. Uh, 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 heroes and things like that, and you can actually Which upgrade. You definitely want that because you're going to be hiring a lot of them. I don't know what you're talking about. They, they die with alarming rapidity. That's right. <laughs> I don't know how many. I mean, and and that's the whole thing. Is the whole point of the game is to is to eventually go through all these dungeons, level up your guys. Try to keep them alive long enough to get to the very the darkest dungeon, which is like mm-hmm. that's why they call it the darkest dungeon. Is you go into the like the, the big penultimate uh eldritch horror mm-hmm. uh, thing and i don't know if you have you do you know how the, the game ends at all no I, I did not get anywhere close to the end it's okay i've gotten there twice <laughs> that shows how how hard it is but once you get to that end is you end up actually finding out you know you never run an encounter your ancestor throughout this whole thing you end up finding out he's been possessed by this eldritch horror which has mm-hmm. brought ruin and ruin to the estate and things like that and you end up fighting and hopefully you can kill him and there's actually a little bit even after that if and you really free, want to free the estate of the corruption and essentially all but as well or no 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 all, starts all, over again. it starts over again basically and they have all these little expansions that really like just make it last forever if you really wanted to yeah everyone i played there was like a vampire expansion out i think there was only the one expansion the crimson court that yeah. was that was oh God, i hate 
hate the Crimson Curse. It is so annoying. That might have been how I ended up giving up. I think I went and did the, the first mission yeah. there or they, something. They had a couple extra expansions that are pretty fun, actually. But so, that kind of like, I know we've been kind of bouncing around a little bit, but once you really start to, so once you get your roster going and you have enough guys built up, you start going to each of these little uh, areas of the estate so you can go down into like the sewer area which is kind of like where you have a lot of like the pirate and the Mm -hmm. eldritch horror fish guys Mm -hmm. um you can go into i believe there's a graveyard area um like a crypt a crypt area it's more of that thing and then i think there's even like you said there's a um Oh, the big darkest dungeon, obviously, which is it's got a lot more heavy like a misty woods or something too. Something similar to that. I'm trying to remember all the areas um, on it, but I know once you, um, if I remember right, it's like a side scroller type of thing where like you're fighting waves of enemies. And yeah, kind of like and walk. so that's or like an auto scroller. Like you, like you walk to the next little area automatically, yeah. and then you do the thing, yeah. and, then and that, you walk to the and next that's area. where you get that dungeon crawler feel. It's so like if on a lot of dungeon crawlers, you go from room to room to room, mm-hmm. much like you do in like a, in an RPG, yeah. uh, or a D and D setting. Um, once you get into, once you go to each room, you find a set of uh, bad guys or mm-hmm. investigation area, and you and you kind of clear it. Um, and, and, it, and there's a lot of rooms in there where you don't fight people. You literally just go, you meet some like kind of type of curio mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and you have to investigate it a little bit. And it can either help you or hinder you. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, the things that they go through is as you go through the, the, the dungeon, you slowly get this, you don't, have to, you, don't, you don't have to just worry about losing health and staying yeah. alive. Like you were saying <laughs> earlier, you have this, what they call the affliction system. Um, and you, do you want to describe the affliction system and how much you love it real quickly? I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, your person's depressed now. Or, oh, your person decided they're a cannibal. Or, yep. Or they're a klepto. Or, they've got gambling problems and now they waste all your money in the gambling hall. And, exactly. It's, and, or it, it's, they, they, it's like an extra layer of like, screw you. Yeah. It's like, oh, by the way, you thought things were going well. Here's an affliction. Mm-hmm. Or it's like... Or sometimes... Now it, you can train a whole new person, or you can pay out the ass to save this one. <laughs> I know. And, and, and that's the thing is you have to make... And that's why I'm saying it's, it's kind of like those those manager games as you have to figure out, am I going to keep this hero, or I'm going to take him out back behind the shed? <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> like, if you ever watch like a bunch of Isekai anime or like stuff like that with the guild halls, with the, the yes. Jerkwad guild masters... Yeah, like this very, is, very this fairy is, tale. Yeah, this is Jerkwad guild master simulator. That's, that's exactly... You think it's a dungeon delver, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's a it's a how how mean do you want to be to these these people? That do they do you see them as things or do you see them as people? Exactly, steal your heart. <laughs> you hate that the truth. It's a role playing game, but uh, the main character is not who you thought it was. No, not at all. You're the main character. Exactly. This is about numero uno. <laughs> That's right. Who cares? We're gonna liquefy our assets, uh, literally. Oh my goodness! It's that is yeah that that is one of the, it's and it's one of those which is so annoying things but on the plus side though is when you're going through these these um i'm a pokemon guy i'm like i want to love and cherish my little minions and take them to nurse joy so they feel better but there uh, is no nurse joy just have nurse ratchet and it's not i don't even know if there's a nurse ratchet in this i don't (laughs) don't know she might be more of a i'm um, taking the metaphor too far but (laughs) well yeah it might be nurse ratchet i don't know even that's the that's the serial killer gal isn't she yeah that's what i thought yeah (laughs) okay that's a click just then i was like wait a minute because they just made a next Netflix series about her, I think. It's kind of it's a, a fantasy type one. It's not all true. Really yeah, like that, but... and I, I, don't know, I, I didn't watch it. 
And I didn't either. I think I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, this is kind of dumb. But I, she's definitely got that. Like you said, all the characters in in the, in the town, whatever, you're like, I'm going to go to the, the sanatorium. Even the priest guy is like, you have like a flagellation chamber. And you're just like, uh. That is one of the cures you can get for your people is to have them self-flagellate for a week and see if they feel better. It's like, wow. Yeah, it, it is... It is legit. Just the kind of... We're going to beat the devil out of you. That's right, you are. You know, the devil is everywhere. Man, (laughs) the devil is everywhere. (laughs) Sorry, that was... uh, I love that movie. Harold and Kumar, that freak show is one of my favorite characters in that thing. He's all about the dead Lord Jesus. Anyways, um, so uh, once you kind of get that affliction uh, system in there, you really find out that... The vast majority of the time, like I, like you said earlier, is you're going to get these afflictions and get these problems that on top of having to heal your characters, even though your characters automatically heal their health, uh, once you go back to town, they keep those afflictions throughout the entire game. And this is game. what I struggle with, is that once you start losing, it goes downhill very rapidly. I know. The game incentivizes you to pull out when things start to go bad. Absolutely. Like if you try and force it and say, maybe I can make it, that was my mistake, is I did not I did. Out. I did that too a couple of times. So I had the, the privilege of owning this game on three separate systems as well. Wow. I know I have a problem. So <laughs> again, I overbuy. My wife says I have I have issues and I should just play on one system. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think it's mainly it's a money issue, but it's that's but you know what? Do you need to use the flagellation chamber? I might need to. I'm not gonna go to the gambling hall, that's for sure. <laughs> so uh, whatever I, I've gone through I first bought it on Steam, and that was kind of where I, 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 I did the same thing you did. Mm-hmm. I really just screwed up my roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I bought it on, I got it on the PS4, and I've also played it on my Switch. Once I got it to the Switch, dude, I kind of had things down to a T of, like, how I was supposed to do things. You know, you, you can't, the minute you're used, if you lose one one character while you're doing a, a dungeon mm-hmm. run, you might as well just pull out at that point yeah. because it, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose um, your characters. You're gonna put more strain on your characters, and you're gonna end up just end up just wiping your whole party, and then you don't get anything mm-hmm. at that point. So it, it's a hard decision, and then, like you said, it's it's one of those those uh, how far do you want to push the envelope. And, and really, you know, do you give a crap about these people, or even though they're inanimate things that are in your computer, or are they just? I've you know, invested a lot of time in these people. That's right, you have, and that's the thing is, once you get to high levels, because it's just, it's not like they don't because have really high levels. Level up a lot faster than you can afford to level up that cart to buy people at higher levels. Exactly. And so you might be buying a schmuck at level one or two, and you're rocking level four or five characters, which is a huge difference. A big difference because once you get to that level, and then once you, if you lose one of those high level characters, then all of a sudden you're going back to the first dungeon again and then you're just putting you know it might have taken you what 10 hours to level mm-hmm. up four characters mm-hmm. all the way to level six which is the highest level you can mm-hmm. get out of all of them and that's usually where you go into the darkest dungeon or even the, mm-hmm. the crimson court dlc areas and that takes a lot that's a lot mm-hmm. of time it's like how much time and effort do i want to invest into it it's kind of like and that's assuming they didn't pick up a crippling affliction along the way i, I mean, know and, and then it's all and you're gonna have to and you're gonna get some afflictions even if they're real minor like mm-hmm. maybe you get like minus one to your ac but at the same time is it's an and you're an abolist so, you know, they were a plague doctor anyway so whatever yeah you know it's <laughs> like maybe you're a plague doctor and who really cares because you're in the back of the group mm-hmm. so that's the other thing you have to worry about is like once you go into these dungeons is like what types of characters are you going to take with you to try to combat these dungeons because Mm. every dungeon has a little bit different scenario on top of 
how uh, how the characters are going to interact. So, like, yeah. are you going to have a heavy melee uh, group where you're just going to have all crusaders and you're just going <laughs> to try and like you just you know beat your way through it, or are you going to have like uh, one maybe a hellion in the front where she can do <laughs> long range damage, but she's also really susceptible to getting hit with mm-hmm. uh, poisons and things like that, and then have uh, Plague Doctor in the back, and then mm-hmm. a uh, abolitionist or even a musket man, which were like, that's a really that was a cool uh, little yeah. add on. So, but um, you just have to figure. There's so many combinations to try to go into. You're like, how do you how do you want to go into the into the each dungeon is really kind of up to your play style in the end. So, mm-hmm. or what what boss you're gonna go after because. As you know, each dungeon has its own little big little boss at the mm-hmm. end. Like, you know, do you remember some of the bosses I at all? I remember the bosses. No. So I remember pretty pretty heavily. So like once you get through, you get um, on the main dungeon. There's one. There's the Swine King, which is like <laughs> a, it's a pig abomination, which is he was humongous, and he's got his little bitty f- little minion called Wilbur, <laughs> which is great. Is he some pig? He is some pig. He is some pig. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Is there a, a spider mini boss? <laughs> that would be great. Spider pig. Spider pig. He's like climbing around. So anyway, so you have that one. You have the uh, the cannon team, which is like a big cannon, and they shoot people. You have like the hag. You have the necromancer. There's all these little bitty bosses that kind of set the stage that are very singular for um, whatever dungeon you're going through. So, like, one of my favorites is actually the Sunken Crew, mm-hmm. which is basically just, like, a ghost pirate crew. And it's, it's pretty cool to watch. But, like, every every dungeon that you go into has a specific kind of theme, eldritch kind of theme, but it still has that eldritch backstory to it. So, mm-hmm. but um, I, I, you always just kind of have to worry about, like I said, and each each dungeon will get you certain rewards that you can, like I said, you bring back and you put towards your town and eventually level them up. And it's like you said, it's just a very time-consuming type game. Mm-hmm. And are are you cool with spinning uh, <laughs> Leonardo's head around? So yes, <laughs> we're we're breaking the fourth wall a little bit here, guys. Yeah, I have toys on the, on the table to keep James preoccupied. <laughs> They're for his child, but they amuse me sometimes. That's right. That's right. You're, you are my child, James. You are my oh, child in the end. So in the end, uh, <laughs> my sunshine. No, you are that. my sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> you make me happy. You joke. We we bought that. We got that book from the library, and it's yeah. he he doesn't like it because it's like when I sing it, he's just like this is kind of depressing. It's like you know how the song goes. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of a depressing song, yeah. much like this game. It's kind of a depressing song, and actually, if you listen to the lyrics, you should get him started on the Magic School Bus. Oh my god! But don't show the Meat Canyon video. I, I was asking that him. Was, to ask that if was, you watched that, that, that was bad. That was that was really disturbing. That was very disturbing. It's so cold in here. If there's any kids <laughs> watching this, that is not appropriate for you. No, you have eighteen plus, definitely, definitely thirty plus. At least I was traumatized. I was like, no, not Miss Frizzle. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so the SpongeBob one is really good though. That's right. I'm. Do you feel satisfied? <laughs> God, he says such a creepy voice, doesn't he? When he does that. Anyway, uh, darkest dungeon. No, it's okay. So you have all these variables that you have to look at into, and, and it, it's so great to to really delve into the into like all the different influences they had. So obviously, you have a lot of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft themes. Obviously, so exactly like the way they focus on plague doctors and they've got like these eldritch casters and kind of the like that victorian type vibe i mean it all feels very low so yeah and so like you can really see that in a lot of the art design a lot of it so you see 
You see, like you said, the Which I the, felt like the, the art was the strongest part of the game. Oh my god, the ambiance, and I the art and the music, the setting. Honestly, I might hate the game so much, and I would get so mad sometimes about losing characters, but that ambiance <laughs> just keeps sucking me back in because. You know me, I love mm-hmm. I love HP Lovecraft type stuff. Oh, I'm yeah. a huge Hellboy fan. Oh yeah. And so this was just right the the setting was just right up my alley. So even with the with the the, the just mental torment that they throw <laughs> at you, it, it was great. I, I, I truly was just all about it. So I know so they, they do a lot of that Eldritch horror stuff that like you said, the Victorian area. You can really see, like you said, in the art style, with especially like with the occultists, he looks very much like he's a white dude, but he's got that turban on his head, mm-hmm. like a lot of those uh, seance people did have back in the day. Well, and that was a thing that was fashionable at that time too, to style yourself up as a fakir. And... Oh yeah, and but at the same time though too, they also have they people like their crusaders mm-hmm. and. They have, you said, like, the, the Plague Doctors. And so it's like they almost cherry-pick different people from, like, different time periods almost to come in and, and fight a little bit. Yeah, those are all kind of at the same time. Well, the Crusaders are... I mean, the Crusaders, and then yeah, they have the yeah. they have the Abolitionists, or not Abolitionists, the... Uh, the Musket Men are kind of different. The Musket Men, and then you have the... Um, Abolists. The Arbolists. Arbolists. That's what I was. She throws bombs, doesn't he? No, no. She she is a um, she she's a big crossbow person. Okay, so that, that would have been that would have been period. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and and they do that. It's just interesting to see them do. And they have the um the I, I she's not the cleric. I call her the cleric, but it's not a cleric. <laughs> it, you know, so you have the all alchemist, these. Alchemist, I think too, isn't there? There is an alchemist, yeah. which I think. Or was the Plague Doctor the Alchemist? No, the Plague Doctor is the Alchemist. So, yeah. But, I mean, you have, like I said, you know, you have all these different characters from these different areas. So, And, it, and it's great to just kind of watch and see how to pick through, through the... Well, one thing I did like is they did a great job with... They have a lot of voice-acted lines, and they had a lot of contextual dialogue. When people got afflictions, and when they got stressed out, they would, like, tell you that when you got back to town. Oh my goodness! So like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna put it in here. I'm gonna find a clip of the guy's voice, and I'm gonna put the narrator's voice in here. Mm-hmm. And it says, "This ruin has come to your your family," <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like Jackie. That was the one thing no, she not ruin, not not ruin. It's just like was it was it uh, I was a bound bent but unbroken. And it's just like the way he says things. Whoever is that voice actor, I truly love mm-hmm. the way he says things. I remember I'm sitting there playing it on my Switch because Jackie never seen me play it before. And we were upstairs and she was, it was kind of getting ready for bed. And she's like, what are you playing? And she was like listening to him. And he's just like, she's like, those are such awful things to say. Why would she, And she's like, it sounds great, but those are such awful things to say. And I was just like, just press the advantage. And it's just like, uh, you're just you're just coaxing me in. People are gonna die. I know this is I know this is better, but that's like you said, the voice acting in this is just phenomenal. Um, and but the thing is you never hear anybody else uh, speak other than a narrator, mm-hmm. you end up finding out this is supposed to be next year your ancestor. And he's kinda like watching this so he's like I said he is like so the storyline you go through is you find out that you know we we kind of went over a little bit earlier, but you go through and you find out that he kind of um, slowly you know fell into this eldritch uh, pact mm-hmm. with this horror beyond 
the 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 veil as it were very hp lovecraft unspeakable chaos exactly and in he kind of melded into it and you you find out that he's been watching this whole time and he's trying to get you to release him from his prison essentially Mm. so he can take over the world you know but you know that's just the whole kind of the, the 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 premise of the whole thing um but that's why I, I just, I, man, it's just, I don't know. There's so many good things I love about this game. And I know you, you're just kind of like, rah, rah, I, affliction system. I, it just, it was too tortured for me. Too and much it, torment. And it ha- happens. So so here it is. So Wayne June is the actually the, the disembodied narrator voice. Wayne June, okay. And so if you ever get a chance to look, look him up. So he is actually, um, so it says here that he actually listened to uh, various readings from H.P. Lovecraft, Love, Lovecraft to try to get an idea of um, how the certain, the way, the, the, the tone and the, the way to, uh, the cadence, I guess you would say, yeah. of, it, of how he's going to say things within, within the script and, and how they think they should say things, the little snippets as they were. Um, so that was kind of a really interesting thing that they, they, they thought about. Um, so... Also, going off the art a little bit, uh, it says in here that they actually were really, they did a lot of research on uh, woodcuts um, and illuminated manuscripts from Eastern European artists. It does have some of that vibe to it, for sure. um, And uh, artist, normal, uh, uh, modern comic book artists, Mike Mignola, Guy Davis, uh, uh, Chris Botticello, Victor... uh, Kalovchev, I don't know that one, but I definitely know Mike Mignola. So what's he do? Is he Hellboy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have a fight later. <laughs> you, you know it, and you were just poking the bear too. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, but so I mean, so what do you what what are you what are your positives about the game? That you know, you say you so like the art. For me, the positive is definitely the art, the setting, the voice acting. The, the ambiance of the whole thing is really, really good. Um, the thing I struggle with is kind of the random nature of the gameplay. Like, I, I see what they're trying to do with the kind of, you know, stuff happens and things go wrong and you should know when to cut and run type thing, mm-hmm. but it was just very punishing. Especially the way people get random afflictions and there's really not a whole lot you can do about it. No, to be fair, though, too, yeah, I have... Yeah, maybe if I came back to it again in a week or two, it would have been different, but at the, at the time, it just uh, didn't gel for me. No, no, I, I totally understand completely, and I, I I definitely had a few moments in there where I was just like, screw this. I played for maybe only had been playing for like 20 minutes, and I had just lost like three characters, or I had a, a TPK, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, it just makes you so mad... Yeah. And I didn't. I would sit it down and not touch it for like two months. I just felt like it didn't matter how I was playing. It wasn't like uh, when you're playing like Dark Souls or something where when mm-hmm. you die you're like, okay, I did that. Yeah, that that my bad. I it's would. Like, I, it's like I hate this, but this was my screw up. I should have rolled left instead of right. I obviously didn't see the pattern the way the whole way that the boss was going. But or for this one, in the game is just like screw you in particular. Sometimes it's like, well, I just I couldn't do it. No, no, I totally understand, man. And, and that's one of those things. It's just like you just have to either either you can take the ma- – be a little bit of a masochist and kind of like go in with it and just and want to put that time and effort in that punishing uh, system. And that's – I mean, I hate to harp on it, but it's it's one of those things. It's like you either 
kind of just say put up with the BS you a little bit. Crawl your way to victory. And crawl your, and just claw your way up the muck. It's like trying to push a boulder up a mud hill almost. You know, it, it, you're gonna slip and fall, but eventually, if you put if you put your head to the grind hard enough, you're eventually gonna get there. But you end up finding out that you know there's another hill behind it. That's okay, what it feels Sisyphus, like. Yeah, yeah, very Sisyphus. Yeah, uh, that's actually talking about Hades. He's in there. Have you have you met him yet? I mean, no. He's in Hades. It's yeah, it's pretty I fun. It's a good. It's, you, you play it some more. Oh, in Hades. Yeah, I met him in Hades. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying in this game. Yeah, no, I met Sisyphus in Hades. No, he's no, like, he's no. on the first floor. Yeah, as I say, he's on the first floor, but you know. And he's yeah, but he's definitely not in this game. But that would be, that'd be kind of an interesting. I don't know how they would do that yeah, in interesting this interesting little cameo. But it doesn't really. I don't think you could tie Lovecraft to like the no. great god and goddesses. It would kind of kill the vibe of yeah. it. Yeah. Which speaking of that, on kind of like how they tie things in a little bit, so um, you can really see uh, how well they tie in some of the other little things mm-hmm. uh, into. Um, their gameplay with some of the DLC they throw in. Like, so we talked about the Crimson Court one, mm-hmm. which it's a little different. It's not like purely vampire. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's almost, did you play any of the Crimson Court I stuff? Not really. Is it more like Vampire the Masquerade or something? Or? So they actually, you only get to uh, interact with some of the vampires later on once you get, so the Crimson Court is actually a never ending, <laughs> never ending, uh, uh, courtyard okay. that you can go through and you can actually push it's it's one of those push your luck things how long do you want to go with mm-hmm. it um and and you can literally gain as much as you want out of it and you don't actually don't get vampires until very much toward a little bit later after a couple floors but initially you get these things that are like what's the best word they're almost like parasites that like attach themselves to the like people or- almost but they're like it's weird. If you look at the, the let me let me try and pull some of it up for you. Um, but they look like uh, you said almost head crabs, but they're like almost hats. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. And like when they attack, it's very strange. Are they like hats or they're like top hats or. Uh, let me try and show you here. Um, can I pull it up? Uh, do, 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 do. Um, features gallery that would be nice. Where they do they have galleries at all? I don't know. Um, but it, yeah, let me pull it up here real quick. I'll show you. Let's let you see it. I don't know. We'll see. But they definitely have. So here, here's a good picture. They almost look like Paris. Like I said, almost like you are dumb. Go down. Um, but they almost look like uh, like you said, almost head crabs. You see them there? Oh yeah. And they're almost like so they they thirst for blood and they like attack you and they but you have the chance, it's almost like they attacked their hosts and then they, uh, just like became part of them and mm-hmm. so certain ones. It's like a tick or something. That almost almost face. like a, that's a better yeah. that's a better description as I I would describe it as yeah more of a tick kind of thing, and but then on top of that you have all these other creatures that do similar things and you can tell that they've morphed and they've changed because of their crimson curse. Um, so you got like the mosquitoes, there's crocodile, uh, mm-hmm. crocodile, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what exactly they called it, but, but you don't actually meet the vampires until a little bit later and they're like super strong mm-hmm. and talking about the bosses, they will just straight party wipe you. If you don't watch it, you don't have wow. the right ones. You really have to have a heavy front guy and have a lot more stronger, um, have like two range guys and now like a strong heel guy. So I usually just put the cleric there and like party heel. That's all he does is party heel, party <laughs> heel. So... They have that that um, 
they have that uh, DLC, which is really fun in my opinion. It's very punishing and brutal. But then they also have two more. I don't know, because I know you said you didn't play it at all, but they have one that's called The Color of Madness, which is more of a... Um, Would you like some afflictions with your afflictions? I think it's pretty thing? much, almost. So, do you ever... Um, it's a very zombie-like type thing. So, the whole okay. premise is a meteor falls, and all of a sudden, people villagers start turning into kind of like zombie-like creatures, but they have like okay. crystal crystal um, growths on them and things like that. So oh, it's almost like a... Like a Andromeda uh, Strain type of thing. A Andromeda Strain, yeah. um, uh, very much a Stephen King type yeah. thing. That's kind of the, the idea I always mm -hmm. got from it a little bit. But that's another one that's kind of interesting. That was also... That's a confined one where you have a certain amount of floors to go through and you actually go through and, and end up being a big boss area but yeah um the most recent dlc they did was actually a pvp one mm -hmm. i don't know if you ever saw this so it's very much like you take your group of guys and you go into it's called the butcher's circus oh gosh i know and it's the same thing you know it's how how long can you last and you're fighting other people then? Other people now in groups. That just sounds thoroughly masochistic at that point. But watching some of these people play, they have some really good like team setups. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting to watch. So that's one of those things that I was really... I, I, I did it for a little bit. But you said it's very masochistic. Because <laughs> I'm um, just thinking, like, I mean, I'm sure if you're on a hot streak, it feels really good. But then... Uh... You realize that you got to replace these people, and then you get yeah, them murdered. Yeah, then you find out like, or Joe Blow comes in and he's like, he's done one thing different than you, and he just totally wipes your party, mm -hmm. and you barely even touch his, and you're just like, middle fingers, middle fingers, middle fingers, screw you, you know. <laughs> and you just like rage quit, and you don't ever come back to it for the next like two months, like I said earlier. <laughs> but it, it, it was definitely an interesting. It was a nice little cherry on top. Because mm -hmm. um, it had been something they've been at that uh, community members that have been asking for for a while. Honestly, it's um, nice to hear they they uh, they really do with the community. They really do, and that's one of those nice things about being a Kickstarter that they did is they're mm -hmm. really big on. Which props to them for being one of a very short list of really great Kickstarters. Uh, Even though I hated this game, I can still acknowledge that a lot of people love it. I know, yeah. and that's that's one of the things is like it's either some a lot of Kickstarter games it's it's just so it's the just ones so flooded. The ones that even get done in the first place, exactly, a lot of them come very, very late. They turn out very generic and very, very poorly made. Yeah, there's definitely some standouts though, and this is one of them. I know, and they they just throw their heart and soul in this game, and like you said, it's it's one of those things. They 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 really the amount of support that they throw that people threw into this, they really were like, hey, we got to step up our game yeah. on this. So going off that a little bit, their Kickstarter that they started, they actually raised uh, about $313,000, which is what they needed to fund it. Um, and luckily, they were able to release this game uh, by uh, January 30th, 2015. So this game has roughly had about a uh, five-year shelf life. Um, a development cycle for no, five years? No, 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 no. So they released the game. So it was, only, it was actually only, um, it was already in development before 2014, but they needed more money to continue yeah. going with it. And so they raised that, and they actually released the game Early Access in 2015. It was officially released in 2016. Okay. So you have almost a full five years of uh, of being out oh, in the DLC wild. And DLC stuff, and things yeah. like that, which is great. That's so, a great longevity for a game. And I know, and, and for a lot of games, is you have to... And that's the thing is, a lot of times, if you backed the um, original game, they gave you the DLC for free. 
But mm-hmm. I think if you didn't, they'd make you pay for it. And, but it wasn't that expensive. It was only like four bucks or yeah. like ten bucks or something like that. But for each one of them, which that's fine. The content mm-hmm. was good enough that they them putting it out like that, mm-hmm. they, it deserved it. Um, so the reception that they received, obviously, like I said, they, they were nominated for tons of awards for this. But actually mm-hmm. only one one game award. Uh, which was National Academy of Video Game Trade Reviewers Award. I think it's got uh, Best Original Role-Playing Game. Okay. Which, honestly, the amount of... Uh, it's, a, it's a strong field uh, for people to try to go in, but the amount of success that it's had, they've actually had a ton of people make um, uh, copies, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. you know, copies of them, <laughs> and they've just changed the style around a little bit or they've changed like the, the setting a little bit I mean, it's really the type of game that's going to attract a cult following you know, oh absolutely but, and it's yeah i can see why they might have struggled to get some of the big mainstream awards even though it's such a highly stylized game that it's like it's gonna some people are gonna really really love it and some people are gonna really really hate it but that's that's fine you know, that's okay that... i'd rather have a really good well-crafted game yeah. that appeals to a niche market than have a bunch of generic slog fests. Um, it's kind of like Binding of Isaac almost, right? You know, it's exactly. Just, it's, it's like, it's either going to, you're going to love the roguelike system. You either play it for two hours and give up or you play it for 300 hours. And, and <laughs> pretty game. soon you forgot you were married and you had a kid, two kids, <laughs> you know, it's just like, you just, you kind of forget, you know, <laughs> and you're just like, come out like that Rip Van Winkle kind of thing going on. Well, you know? And that's one thing with the video game market in general is it gotten, it's just gotten so cluttered these days. Yeah, and I know part of it is you know we're getting older and choosier as time goes on. But you can get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can get off my Steam page. That's I don't want right. to see you. Have you tried the you new whipper snappers? Need to get off the sales store. <laughs> Have you tried the new most newest the newest interactive uh, RPR JRPG novel, James? Have you? Have you? Uh, insert Doki Doki literature club <laughs> reference. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I love Doki Doki. Videos. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I, I, I bought one of those games and I was just like, what is this? It was the uh, uh, the Pigeon uh, Lawyer game. Have you ever played that? I haven't played the Pigeon Lawyer it's, game, no. it's, it's a satire game of those games. It's freaking <laughs> hilarious. And I can't remember what it's called, but it's freaking hilarious. It's literally like... It's not, kind of got that. Uh, it's not like Harry Burman, attorney at law. It's it's kind of got that vibe of like Mr. Pigeon, attorney at law, or like Ace Attorney or whatever. Not even trying. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's so funny. And then like the voice actors, literally the voice actors are in there. They just go hoo, 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 hoo. and like his like big um, his big adversary is like a raven. It's 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 hilarious, dude. If you ever get bored and you just want to play a stupid game, it's there. But uh, but it's got like this whole like uh, story behind it. It's like super melodramatic, and you're just like, "What is this? They're <laughs> they're pigeons and birds." But um, but yeah. So you get these kind of really you said these really random games and niche things that that really kind of push this market and kind of push the envelope on certain things, and they try different things, and that thing is what really. Yeah, it's, it's not a, the same thing over and over something again. Something polished that is highly stylized, that's meant to appeal to a specific group of people. I'd much rather have that. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, how many Risk of Rain clones do we really need? I don't need any more of them. I mean, I liked the first one. I liked Risk of Rain too, but I mean, I just. Well, I'm not even talking about Risk of Rain itself. I mean, like, how many other games are essentially identical at this point? Oh my god, dude! I like, think I've seen many, at least how ten. How many different versions of Counter Strike do we really need? I don't. 
anymore. I don't, I don't meaningfully. I don't need any. Life. I don't even really need Counter Strike to, like, to be with. honest. Even like roguelike genres, which I admittedly am a big fan of, there's a lot of Binding of Isaac ish clones. It's very saturated. And like you said, you, it's hard to try to figure out whether or not you know. Do I wade through all the junk and try to find something and spend the money on it, or do I? Do I just wait and see what the reviews are? And I've definitely gotten to that point of my life where it's like, I'd rather just wait and see the reviews to see. I don't need something right off the bat. I'm very, I'm a very patient individual. Exactly. And with some exceptions, yeah, I've gotten to where I can just wait till things have been out for at least a few months, mm-hmm. whether it seems like it's worth your time or not. Because I don't know about you, but my free time gets more limited the older I get. And exactly. Uh, you don't have time just to play the game of the week anymore. It no, you be... don't. And you have to literally sit down. It's kind of like I, you know, I, I, I pulled up. Like I've had, I've had the last of uh, the the Kingdom Hearts collection sitting on. Mm-hmm. It's been in my PS4 for the <laughs> last like in the drive <laughs> three months. I started to play it, and I just I fallen off of it, man, because I just don't have the time for it. And it's one of those hard things. You really have to kind of sit down and say. Do I want to play this? Do I have the time for it? You know, what do you want to do? And it's like, or do I want to spend time with my family? Yeah. You know, or do I want to shoot the shit with my friends? You know, it's just like, you know, what are you going to do? So, mm-hmm. but, but in the in the hopes that they they kind of uh, create a better market, they're actually hopefully um, they actually have a sequel for this. If you really, really? want, to, yeah, twenty twenty one is where they, they first have twenty twenty one. So this next year, they're that's what they're hoping to have it done. I don't know. We'll have to check it out. At least like check it said, out, right? I, I'm an older, different person now. I might like it. Maybe they will change enough in the sequel that it'll be it'll be better. Who knows? Well, so from what little I've gathered about it, they're looking at maybe taking. I, maybe as I get older, my cynicism grows. I'll find the game more appealing. To That's it. right, you will. <laughs> That's right, you'll join the dark side. Come to my dark side, James. Ooh, ooh. I, I know. That's right. So, so they're, 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 the 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 what little I know about the game is because it's been in beta for a little while. Mm-hmm. They actually are going to move outside the estate and move it into the wider world. Okay. So I would be interested to see if it's going to be like on a giant world map and you're hopping around to these different areas. That would be kind of cool. I kind of wonder what aspects is it going to take on. Is it going to be like, well, you're now you're a merchant company, or is it going to be more like here's a series of locations you need to progress through? I think it'd be more of more of the the series of locations that you're going to progress through. I don't know if they're going to just keep the same um, the same base idea. I think that's what they're going to try and do. Hope I would think, and and these areas that you go through, they're going to be kind of like dungeons. Like maybe they'll mm-hmm. have like an African one where they have more of like. Um, kind of like witch doctory stuff, mm-hmm. or maybe you go to the U.S. and maybe it's more like Native American, yeah. or maybe you're like in Louisiana or something. How they're like that. gonna tie it together? Maybe you know what? Here I'm gonna guess your ancestor gets free, and you're gonna be chasing him through these locations trying to catch him. You thought you killed him, but he didn't. You but didn't. He didn't. It turns or, out the seed of evil was planted in your yep. son or something. I mean, it's gonna be something like or something that. weird like that. But that would be it'd be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with it. And I I I look forward to it. I know Jackie doesn't look forward to me playing it because she thinks it's gross, just like the Binding of Isaac is. Yeah. But you know what? She respects my tastes, but I'm not allowed to decorate the house, so that's all that matters. <laughs> because I would have serial pi- serial killer pictures and things like that everywhere, or Mike Mignola artwork and all this other stuff. Richard Corbin, R.I.P. He just passed away today, but he I would have that kind of stuff all over the house because I love that kind of art style and it's I just mean, very macabre. I've got a big Hollow Knight poster I need to find a place for. That's but. right, you do. And you're going to put you're going to put it right you need to have it right next to your wedding photo, James. <laughs> like ooh, slightly ooh. slightly above your wedding photo. Just like like going <laughs> 
talking about that, there's a really great uh, a, a sitcom I was watching last night. Have you ever seen Kim's Convenience at all? I've not, no. It's based on a, a stage play of the same name, but it's it's uh, these uh, Korean immigrants. They go, they they move to Canada. They own a convenience store, but the mom and the dad are gr- hilarious. They have her mom has a wall. It's called the Do Not Touch wall, mm-hmm. and it's all of her photos of her family members. And it's so funny. Like her mom, uh, they took a picture of her, and they're like, "Can we replace one of these photos with that?" And she goes up. She's like, "Come on, mom, Appa." Her they call them Appa and Appa, mm-hmm. which are like tutor. I guess mom and dad for Korean are affectionate names. Okay. And she goes to like re- remove one of the photos, and she's like, "No touch, no touch." <laughs> That's kind of what I could think of. That's all I could think of when I was saying put that on the wall, but. But yeah, that's those are kind of the um, the, uh, the the thoughts and feelings I guess we would have of the game. I mean, it's 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 definitely had a long lasting uh, kind of uh, development cycle and play cycle. Um, and I don't know what do you if you guys kind of think the same things we do, maybe a little bit of it. Um, you want to let us know? Hit us up on Twitter and let us know. Uh, our Facebook, whatever it is, you know, email us if you like that kind of game. Let us know. Um, but I mean, I mean, I was well satisfied with the game, James. So I, I, you know me, that's, that's just me. I know I've kind of beaten a dead horse a little bit to that. So, but, uh, uh, in the future, I don't know We're we're, uh, for future episodes, I know we've kind of, uh, beaten this horse to death and we're going to kind of do a little promo for the next, next thing we're going to do. I don't know if we're going to do a little anime or let's do an anime. next. I think we're going to try and do that, but cause that, this will be coming out probably the early part of July, not wow. July, early part of January. I'm six months ahead. James, if we have that much of a backlog then uh... <laughs> yeah, I know. So this will be probably coming out early part of January, late part of December. Um, so hopefully we'll have something in the, in the tank. I know we've had a couple of anime that we're going to try and, and get through. I know we said uh, maybe Made in Abyss with the with the wives um, because I know they both love it. Yeah. Um, a little bit more. I love it too, but I think Jackie was just really uh, over the head over heels on it. So, um, but this you couple know, of other ones. Magus Bride. Ooh, that's that really one was one a little too. less mainstream, but it's gorgeous. That's definitely worth promoting. That's that is definitely true. I know it's and it's confined. It's not gonna. It's not going to... I don't have think they're having any more release, any mangas um, releasing for it, so... Oh, Promised Neverland would be a good one, too, to talk about. Depressing as shit. Yes. <laughs> but good. <laughs> um, maybe even maybe light and fair. We might do a little space dandy. Who knows? Yes. That is... If He's you guys a dandy guy in, in space. In space. It's always good, so... I, but I, I love space dandy. I know. I love them. It's a so. guilty pleasure. If but. you guys... So those are, the, those are our recommendations, possibly. If We might even put up a little thing on, on Facebook to see if you guys want... What do you guys want? Yeah, give us the recommendations. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys have any recommendations and you just want to let shoot us at an email at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. Let us know. Like I said, it, it, we're, we're open for all kinds of suggestions. And right now, like I said, we're doing this um, uh, just because we want to build our audience and let people know and, and try to do things that you guys enjoy as well as what we jo- enjoy as well. So, um, again, James, I want to say thanks for uh, coming by. I know it's glad to see you finally face-to-face for the first time in, yes, it's nice. in a while. So, But hopefully we keep this up and – uh, do a little bit more in-person kind uh, stuff. So, again, uh, thanks for stopping by, guys, and we will see you in the near future. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Bye. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. 
If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.